Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today. Having some technical difficulties this morning. Oops, I dropped the phone. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. I uh, <laughs> having a mess with this uh, program this morning. So if you're watching the intro, you saw it start. Then all of a sudden you saw my beautiful face and then went back to the intro. And then it just... Uh, uh, I'm trying to um, multitask, and I'm trying to do three or four things. Uh, when this starts up uh, at the same time, I'm trying to not only am I um, uh, trying to start uh, today's devotions, I'm also sharing the devotions. I'm also trying to do the program. I'm trying to get a Bible verse together, and so it's it is. Uh, I've got a lot going into that. So, and it looks a little crazy when I'm trying to get on there. Of course, I look crazy in general, anyway. So, what are you going to do? But anyway, over everybody. I just knocked a bunch of my medicine over here. Anyway, I hope everybody is having a wonderful day today. And I hope everybody is happy to be alive and happy to have another day to uh, uh, to praise the Lord, to be used by the Lord. And uh, hey, uh, you know what? Even though the world is spinning out of chaos, we still have God's peace. We still have God's love. We still have uh, that uh, that that peace that surpasses all understanding, that guards our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Remember, if God is for us, who can be against us? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Do not let anxiety, do not allow fear to rule and control you, my friends. Let's let's have take today and say, you know what? I'm going to live for Jesus Christ. Let us wake up and smile and be happy and give God the glory. And, uh, you know, you can decide, all right, what if you want to make today good or if you want to make today bad. And it is your attitude in how you uh, take on the day. Uh, I'll never forget a very good life lesson uh, that was given to me many, many years ago. My dad was preaching at um, Liberty Church of the Brethren, right uh, not too far down the road from where I'm living at now. And uh, I was a kid, and uh, I, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I've always been a little weird, all right? And even as a kid, I... I uh, seem to uh, relate to adults a little more than, uh, good morning, okay, good, thank you, Kyla. Uh, I seem to relate to adults a little more than, than kids of my own age. I don't know why. Even jokes dad would tell, I, I thought was funny. And I would I would go and uh, uh, tell those jokes at school and, and people look at me like I was stupid because <laughs> they didn't get it. And to be honest with you, at the time, I didn't understand the joke either. <laughs> anyway, uh, the point is, uh, a lot of times I would be forced to have to go to, uh, whether it's VBS or some sort of uh, children's church or class, whatever, and I just didn't want to go. I, I wanted to be in the sanctuary, and I didn't really want to go, and I had to go. But anyway, I was there, I think it was as a VBS thing, and, uh, and I didn't want to be there, and I just had a very sour attitude. And the teacher looked at me, a very sweet lady, wonderful lady, and uh, she said, uh, life is what you make it. And she said, if you want to be miserable, then you'll be miserable. And that is carried with me uh, throughout my life. And as, there's a lot of truth in that. Life is what you make it. If you want to go through life miserable and dragging and kicking and screaming and just uh, you know, you're, you always know when a kid don't want to do something. They slip, they slip and sling. I don't want to, you know. And that's a lot of adults. When that alarm goes off and it's time to get up and go to work, I don't want to. You know? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we, it is what you make it. And if we can hit the day going ready and excited to serve the, the Lord today, I mean, imagine how much better our lives would be and what a witness and a testimony we could be that when we go to our jobs or we're going to school, of course, right now things are 
chaotic and everybody's stuck at home, but even stuck at home, working from home, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're doing it as unto the Lord, all right, and, and let that joy be full and be seen, that man, uh, what a testimony, and, and how that walk with Jesus Christ would be enhanced. So whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Don't do it for a paycheck. Don't do it for uh, somebody else. Let, do it for the Lord. And if you can work as if you're working for the Lord, man, that's awesome, you know? So anyway, that is my friendly encouragement for today, all right? So, all right, let's, there we go. <laughs> It's like looking in a mirror. You can't, uh, uh, the camera's over here, so it's kind of hard sometimes to get it in line. But anyway, so uh, let's dive into God's Word this morning, shall we? Uh, we're going to look at uh, Romans 6, verses 1 through 2. And it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live in? any longer therein. And as my peppy says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. All right. So I just want to leave that up for a second so that you can see it in its full context. So, you know, this may uh, run a little bit uh, together with yesterday's teaching. If you watched yesterday's teaching, you may uh, uh, understand that. But uh, uh, this is really a continuation uh, of what Paul was saying at the end of chapter 5. Because we look at the end of chapter 5 in verse 20. I'll get my Bible here so you can see that I'm reading my Bible. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abound, grace did much more abound. All right? So it's, it's super abounded, uh, the grace much more. So uh, the listeners at this point in time, uh, when he read that, when he said that, uh, he, they said, wow, I said, well, uh, if, uh, if we said, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, all right? And, and so the, the, verse 21 says that sin hath reigned unto death, even so grace might reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. Then he goes in to verses 1 or 2, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Now he's asking a question, what shall we say then? Because they were saying, well, gosh, if, if uh, why don't we sin the more? Because uh, if I sin that much more, then God's glory be revealed that much more because his grace will be sufficient to cover those multitude of sins. And that's what Paul's saying. Wait a minute. What, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? I mean, he's asking them, what are you doing? And he says, and he says God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live longer therein? So that's what he, so he said, no, that's not how it goes. Good morning, Mr. Miller. But so uh, he's, he's telling us that, uh, that because of that change of heart, because of that change of mind, uh, because of that, uh, that, that grace that God has given us, see, when we are sanctified, when we are redeemed, uh, when we, are, are, we have that change of mind, we have that change of heart, that we no longer look at sin the same way, that we, we should be repulsed by it. Just because, remember, God's Word tells us that God abhors sin. He hates sin. And so we should hate it as well. It is the fact that God's grace is sufficient all right, and that he does forgive us of our sins, and we can take great hope in that, but we don't continue to sin because we think that God's going to forgive us. You know, it'd be like saying, well, gosh, uh, what does it matter? Let's go ahead and just 
watch all the porn we want and drink all the beer we want and uh, uh, use drugs. Hey, God's going to forgive me, so what's the matter? You know, I can't help that I cuss and curse and do all these things. God's going to forgive me, so what's... That is the worst attitude ever you can have because we should have that change of heart. We should have that change of mind. We should have that change of attitude, all right? And so that we would want to please and honor Jesus Christ. Whether it is your earthly father. Now, some people's had uh, very uh, emotional, traumatic experiences with earthly fathers and parents. Uh, and so when you relate and we try to talk about a very loving, kind, heavenly father, it's hard for some people to understand because they didn't have that. And oftentimes people compare what they had here on earth in regards to an earthly father to that of a heavenly father. And so they don't always understand that. And so we have to understand that, yes, Jesus loves us. He is our, our God. The Father loves us. He cares for us. He'll never hurt us. He'll never leave us. He, he is always there uh, to take care of us. And when you really love somebody, all right, particularly if it's a parent or say that, all right, let's take uh, the parents out of the equation and, and talk, we'll, and say we, uh, we'll talk about a best friend or your, or your spouse. And, and, you know, when you love somebody, here's the point of driving at, you don't want to hurt them. You know, yes, you may get into arguments. You may do something that they may not like. And you say, Hey, forgive me. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that or done that. And you know, they're going to probably forgive you. They may get mad for a few days. I know in my home, I, I get mad quickly, but I get over it pretty quickly. But I realize that my wife is uh, doesn't get over it quite as quickly as I do. <laughs> and so when I come in there and say, hey, you know, give me a hug, and she gives me a look of death, I realize I need to walk back out of the room slowly and give her a little more time to uh, to get over it. So, But the thing of it is, you know, we don't continue to make that person upset and angry and do things to hurt them. Why? Because we love them. We don't want to hurt these individuals uh, because of our love for them. We want to do things to make them happy and please them. What well, the same thing with our relationship with God. That's why we don't continue to sin because we want to do the very things that we know that hurts God. Yes, we're imperfect. Yes, we mess up. And God understands that. That's why his grace is sufficient. That's why his grace is there and will abound when we sin because he is, he is forgiving and he is loving. Now, there's always consequences depending on what you do in regards to sin that may have to happen. And uh, there may be lessons that God may have to teach us in as a result of maybe whatever it is that's causing us to sin. But uh, uh, realize that... Uh, you know, there's times that when we sin, sometimes God will bless us the more. Oh, my wife said amen. <laughs> God will bless us. And that, to me, is worse than getting a punishment. You know, as, as, as children, you know, we mess up. We can expect a spanking, and we know that's going to happen. But if your parents, in turn, uh, when you mess up, gave you, uh, say, if you were a teenager, gave you the keys to a new car, or they bought you a nice new toy, even though you messed up, you're looking at them like, why would you do that? I screwed up. I messed up. Why would you do that? It's because they're love for you. And sometimes God will bless you in spite of our sinful actions. And to me, that's like, oh, man, why would you do that? That hurts, you know? And so that's one thing Paul's trying to drive at, too, here. And he, he goes on uh, and tries to explain them, have them understand in regards to baptism. Because there were things that the Jews understood that he had to get through, which is uh, sacrifice and, and circumcision and baptism. These are the kind of things that they um, uh, they drew from. So he had to use examples from that cultural 
from that culture rather uh, that uh, for them to understand and uh, of course they they understood immersion uh, they understood uh, that uh, uh, so he was trying to explain to them hey that when you're baptized now remember it's not uh, baptism that saves you all right it is something that is encouraged to you but he's trying to make them understand that change of heart that change of mind that it is a representation of when you're baptized, that you're washing away the, the old you and raising up in the newness of Christ. And that is, is a public example of that change of heart. Again, that is not because there's people out there, just as the Jews thought you had to be circumcised. And a lot of times, in fact, I had a professor in my graduate studies made a good point. If you replaced circumcision with, bab with the word baptism, same thing, you know, because they felt that circumcision was going to guarantee you entrance into heaven, that type of work. Whereas some people think that baptism has to be done, and that is a type of work to gain entrance into heaven. Nothing be further from the truth. That would be something you had to do on your own to merit and earn salvation. It is, it is only by the grace of God that grace may more abound that he saves us. He offers us that gift of salvation. Nothing we do on our own unless we would boast, because you, you all know if it's something we had to do, we would have faith in our own righteousness and we'd look around at everybody and say, look what I did to get saved. And nothing would be further from the truth. It is a free gift of God. So he's trying to drive this point home with the Jews to explain to them that, hey, that when you, you are baptized, you're raising up in the newness of Christ. You're a new person. You're a new creature. You are a new person. Your, your mind, your way of thinking and perceiving things have changed or should change because if you have, a, have made that profession of faith and you just continue on sinning you just continue on out in the world something's not right there you know if you maybe in your mind you thought you just said some magic words going to get you into heaven or that you just um uh you know that you your your tickets punched and you're getting into heaven and and that's all you cared about and went on then you've not truly made a heart changed just, you know, the words aren't saving you. It's Jesus Christ, that you've truly repented of your sins and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, understanding that atoning work on the cross, understanding that substitutionary atonement that he put himself on that cross in your place because we should be the ones that were beaten. We are the ones that should be nailed to the cross. We are the ones that deserve hell, but Jesus Christ substituted himself in our place to save us from a very real hell. And as a result of that, and when we make that profession of faith and accept Christ, then our mindset and the way we look, see, and perceive things in the world should change. That we should feel conviction when we sin. We should feel a certain amount of guilt when we sin. We should beat ourselves up continually, you know, as... Um, Martin Luther, who uh, nailed the, the 99 Thesis uh, on the on the door, you know, he would flog himself, he would beat himself, he would uh, do all these things because of the guilt he felt when he sinned. And then when he realized and understood uh, grace and what it was about, that he doesn't have to do these things to himself for God to accept him, that God forgives of his sins, that, uh, that that's all that was necessary. And that's all you have to do. Like I was talking about yesterday, sometimes when you sin, it doesn't just stop there, that you say, Lord, forgive me, because then that, that because because of our love for Christ, the devil uses that against us and continues to beat us up and say, look what you've done, look what you said, look how you acted, and continues just to hammer you. And that's when we have to go, Lord, forgive me, help me to do better, learn from that, and, and do because we should have a full change of heart and mind and how we look, see, and perceive things of the world and sin, and not to be fall prey to 
cultural standards and that we're standing on biblical principles and doing what is right, holy, and honorable in God's eyes. So let us serve the Lord well. Let us not fall into that temptation of sin. When temptation comes, that's when you have to quote scripture. Uh, just as at the beginning of this uh, of this devotion, you know, quoting scripture that if God is for us, who could be against us? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, you know, we, we have these verses to quote over and over and over again to memorize God's word. And uh, that uh, the word of God is sharper and powerful than any two-edged sword piercing the soul and spirit, joint and marrow. You know, we have God's word that pierces through to the heart of the matter, that we can help us fight against those things the devil wishes to use to pull us down. So let's take great comfort and joy in God's word, that we're putting on that full armor of God and ready for the battle at hand. And sometimes in battles, you get knocked down. Sometimes in battles, you get pierced with a fiery dart and knocks you out but you just pick yourself back up and you have to keep fighting that strength is not your own it only comes from jesus christ so as we're seeing here in romans 6 1 through 2 don't keep on sinning because you know you'll be forgiven quite the opposite that you will have that change of heart you have that change of mind that you'll continue on with the fight and serve the lord god with all of your heart soul mind body and being and that is why we are here to serve the lord god with all of our heart soul mind body and being and, what, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. Good morning, Barbara. So let us fight. Let us be strong. Let us be true to the things of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for this wonderful day that you've blessed us with. Thank you for another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, let us hate sin as much as you do. And Lord, help us to strive to have that mind of Christ. Let us serve you well in all things and all areas of our lives. Lord, uh, let us uh, hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Let us fight. Let us be strong and true to you in all things. And Lord, presented watching this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God and watch over protect us this day. Lord, uh, ease the fears and tensions and anxieties of so many people that are uh, upset with what's going on with our current events. Uh, Lord, I've talked to several people uh, yesterday that uh, are really, really scared and that you will give them peace. Lord, be with uh, Kim Penix, and I pray that, uh, Lord, you'll be with Ginger Hood and Merv, uh, the Trivet family. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with Miss Betty, and uh, Lord, I just pray to be with all of our church family, whether they go to uh, my specific church or, uh, or what church ever they go to. We're all brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus. And Lord, uh, just pray that you be with each and every one of these individuals, be with our first responders, our uh, military, our police officers, doctors, nurses, let them know they're loved, needed, and appreciated. Lord, be with our president. Give protection about him and his family. Give him proper wisdom, knowledge, discernment for this country. And Lord, I pray that you'll touch hearts and minds like never before. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, I, uh, good morning, Barbara. It's okay. Barbara, she says she's late. Uh, for, if, if anybody else is just now tuning in, uh, even though I'm, I'm closing, uh, just understand that once I post this, just give it a minute or two, and you can go back and rewind it and watch from the beginning. So that's always that's a good, great thing about doing these videos. You, you're, you're never too late. You can always rewind and watch. You know, when I say that prayer of salvation, I don't know why it made me think uh, I was asked to speak at a uh, at the uh, John City Police Department because uh, I was a volunteer chaplain there and uh, at an event that they were having. And uh, I, they asked me to say a few words. And when I closed, I went over that prayer of salvation.
station and the the chief police at that time come up to me and said uh, he goes um, I said uh, most people don't usually do that till at the end of a service or something you know and uh, you know I don't know if he was I think he's kind of half joking but kind of didn't know why I would pray that uh, at the beginning of a ceremony but the reason why I prayed that why should it be at the end of any ceremony or church service? We should, I should always, we should always go over the prayer of salvation because you never know who is out there listening that might need to hear that and might need to say that prayer in order to come to understand Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So that's why I pray it. I don't care where I'm at or what's going on. I always want to make sure that I get that out there in case somebody needs to hear that. But if you want to share these uh, devotions, you can always uh, tell your friends and family, add me on Facebook at Dr. Young 77. And uh, uh, if they don't do Facebook, they can uh, subscribe on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young if, you, if they would like to watch on there. And or, as always, go to my uh, Apple podcast, uh, free of charge, no video, audio only. And uh, you can listen as you're working around the house, in the garden, whatever it is you're doing. But you can listen to sermons. I uh, listen to Brandy and I's podcast. Tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, we'll be doing that. And, um, uh, and, of course, these daily devotionals. So be sure and tune in there. So hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching.